Hi, welcome to our podcast, Bitching About Food. My name is Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pesson. And today we have a very special guest. Jan, do you believe in elves? I do. <laughs> do you? I do. Because we have an elf here today. Yay, uh-huh. I'm yeah. excited. Our friend, my friend Tom Hall is here. And the reason that I ask Jan if you believe in elves is because Tom, once upon a time, was my helper elf <laughs> for the Christmas show that I did in Solana Beach. Let's go back in time, shall we? (laughs) I perform in late night catechism from time to time, and there's a Christmas version. And way back in the day, we used to hire local actors to help out at at whatever venue we were at to be my assistant, because the Christmas show requires an assistant. And Tom was (laughs) my helper when I was down in the San Diego area, and he and I just became fast friends, and he's a great actor and a wonderful friend and a really funny person, and now he has just moved up from San Diego to L.A. Welcome to the podcast, Tom! Thank you! Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yay. I was so excited when Catherine let me know. I was so happy. So <laughs> we already love Tom because he walked in with cookies. That he made, <laughs> which I've already eaten one. Jan, Jan goes, oh, hi. <laughs> she goes, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, cookies. <laughs> I like, did. <laughs> I ate it as fast as I could, too. I know. I'm like, I, immediately, I could tell that you love Tom because he made cookies. Yeah. <laughs> like every guest should bring something. No, here. Here's the thing. They like, should. No, because I was I was watching Instagram and Tom Papa, who's a wonderful comedian, he during the pandemic he got, he got into making sourdough bread mm. and he has a podcast and every every single guest that comes on he gives them a loaf of his homemade sourdough oh, bread cool. and I thought you know we should do something like that for for a guest. Yeah, but you should. We haven't. It's <laughs> a good idea. We should not. No, me. you, you. I like you. <laughs> anyway, okay. Tom, you were worried about like what you're going to talk about. Yes. So far, you've said nothing because Catherine has not stopped talking, which is what I try to relay to people. Bless her little heart. Anyway, let him talk. Okay. Well, I I have questions for him. Okay, good. Okay, here's my question. We bonded over the fact that we both are born near the holidays. I'm actually Mm -hmm. born on a holiday and Tom is born very close to the holiday. So we're Capricorns. Yeah. So... When he met his husband, boyfriend, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. wonderful guy, uh, Jeff. when I was talking to him about Jeff, when I was talking to him about coming on the podcast, I said, "Well, who does the cooking in your relationship?" And you immediately said, "Me." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Of course you do, Capricorn, <laughs> because you're a Capricorn." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was listening to your your podcast from um, I think it was the one the, the second one you did, and you were talking about how. <laughs> I just thought this was so Catherine. You put everything that you're doing in the kitchen, you put it on, like on an Excel sheet yes. and it, everything is like mapped out right to the second yes. and nobody is allowed in That's right. to the kitchen. That's right. And um, I'm not quite that um, <laughs> that anal retentive about it, but... Anal retentive? I, I like I to do, call it attention to detail. I, yes. Yeah. Organized. Let's, mm-hmm. let's use that word. But um, I'm not quite that bad, but I really identified with the nobody come in here. I, I can't like for, for hours. I don't know what it is i just like i feel like even if you you get within two feet of the space i'm like you're messing something up yeah. it, it's like that something's gonna happen to this if if you just just get out yeah um, yeah and then i'll be back to my normal you know positive tom but yeah it's very uh invasive in a weird kind of mm-hmm. a way and 
you know, Dean will just come in to throw something away and my, yeah. all my shackles will go up. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just throwing something away. You like, know why that is to me? It's like, it? I'm, I am afraid that I am going to, if, if I don't get this right, if I don't get the, the exact temperature, the exact timing, I'm going to let everybody down. Like everybody is going to be let down. Yeah, but it's just if you I get and this. It's just, exactly. It's just you two. I want him to love it. Like every single thing that I make, I want him to love I it. I know. I have the same problem. Like I made pizza last night and... Dean said, oh, the crust is pretty crunchy. And it was. It was super, super crunchy. And of course, I, you know, having food insecurity, I extrapolated that to mean that he didn't like it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And I didn't say anything. And then today I made breakfast. I made us breakfast and I kind of over microwaved something and it was a little crunchy. And I said, how is it? He goes, it's good. You know? And so both times I'm like, I said, okay, well, I said, you can have leftovers. I said, I'm sorry. I over microwaved the muffins. He goes, what are you talking about? And then I, I said later on, I said, you can have the leftover pizza for lunch tomorrow, but I know you probably don't like it because it was super crunchy. And he looks at me, he goes, when are you leaving to record your podcast? <laughs> I said, another hour. He goes, why don't you leave now? I'm like, <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? You know, I was just like so weirdly food insecure. And I want, I, I'm like you, I want him to love everything mm-hmm. that I make because it's an expression of love. But like, how- I just want my mother to eat it. Oh, yeah. You don't have to love it. Just eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, do we have to get a bumper sticker? Stop elder abuse. No, like what's going on? No, do I anyway. hear you go eat it, eat no. it? No, I, but I feel the same way because if if I see that people aren't, I'm like, what's what's the problem with? Yeah. There's nothing. What's nothing wrong with yeah, nothing wrong with then yeah. why aren't what's going on? Yeah, I get. I mean, I get more insecure about that than I do about acting, yeah. and that's really insecure. Tell me about it. But when I cook, I'm just like I don't I don't get it. I like I'll think about it all night. I'm like they didn't they didn't like you, it. Yeah, you're so vulnerable. Yeah. It's like the vulnerability of cooking, especially for guests. But here's okay. But as, wait, what, quickly. This is why I don't really cook. All I do is like grill shit. Because when you grill stuff, if they don't like it, it's not my fault. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's that's it's exactly because right. the meat wasn't good. Yeah. Where I bought it wasn't good. Yeah. It's not on me. The flames yeah. were right. weird. Yeah. 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 Anyway, go on. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> when we're elderly. Well, I want to touch base on the fact that you two both share something that you probably didn't realize. Uh, a deep root in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, now, right. there is a bit of contention here. Jan somehow thinks she's not from Kentucky, but she's actually from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She has cognitive dissonance. From Lexington, yes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, on the other hand, are fully embracing of your Kentucky roots mm-hmm. as a Louisville resident. Mm-hmm. But, there was a great restaurant in Louisville that we used to drive to when I was a kid and teenager, uh, Casa Cassantri. Cassantri? I'm not saying it right. Casa Cassantri. It was a fancy, fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Was it Italian? Mexican restaurant? No, no. Oh. No, it was like Italian, oh, okay. continental, very fancy. Continental. Casa... <laughs> I, it's not striking a chord, but I wasn't much of a... I like we weren't we 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 went went out to eat like maybe once a week when we were like on a Saturday um when we were kids and it was always like a very family style um restaurant. No, this was very high yeah. class, very very we would very, not have been there. Yeah. yeah. You didn't you didn't put on your fancy pants and go out to eat when you were young. We actually did. No, when we did we would when we would go to our, like there was a place called Danner's, which was kind of like a, a an early version of Denny's yeah. and um and places like that. And <laughs> we would so, we so would you dress are, up. So you are from Kentucky. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't lived okay. there in like twenty five years. Um but yeah, I yeah, it's been twenty five years. I came out to San Diego and um 
2003, but I lived in North Carolina for about four years before that. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time, but we go back every year to because my fam- my whole family still yeah. lives there. Yeah. And that, I'm telling you, ladies, that is a foodie destination now. I even saw an article in the New York Times about it oh. where they were talking about... Oh, I know. Even Lexington yeah. has had a resurgence. What? Of, yes. <laughs> yes. Get out. My beloved Stella Parks, a wonderful food blogger, a wonderful baker, worked at a restaurant in Lexington, and Lexington is having a moment right now. Wow. They Mm -hmm. really are. They had a couple of moments. I mean, mostly they didn't growing up there, but they had a couple of moments where they had some decent food in that town, but mostly they didn't. Mm -hmm. What about Louisville? really didn't. I mean, do you go back to Louisville and there's food there? Uh, Oh my God. Well, food is where we used to go. We used to drive there to get good food. We would go to Louisville or Cincinnati. Cincinnati or Louisville. Oh, Cincinnati's great too. Yeah. Louisville has great restaurants. And just like a few years ago, I saw in the New York Times, they had this huge article about how Louisville, Kentucky is becoming like the next big foodie destination because they're getting all these great restaurants. They, they even have a place down there called Restaurant Row, I think. But I wonder why the, that is. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because it, it's, I mean, it's like six hours away from Chicago. Um, is is so. Louisville a bigger city than Lexington? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's where the it's where the Kentucky Derby is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Louisville's like that's the place to be in okay. um in Kentucky. Yeah. But there is a restaurant there every time we go. But we go back for the holidays just about every year. And every time we have to go to a restaurant called the Bristol. They have like two or three, but they're they're just in Louisville. And you guys were the other uh, the other podcast were talking about hot browns. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. They, they have a big famous dish at the Bristol, a, a hot brown. Yeah. I'm not a particular fan of hot browns just because I'm not a particular fan of that dish. I don't um, like the name. It's, oh, I love the name. It, I think it's, <laughs> I think it originated maybe with the Derby. I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think you so. You could be right. Yeah. I think so. But, you know, many years ago, but there's at the Bristol, they have a, a dish that I get every single time. It's called the sweet chili. Linguini. Oh, that sounds good. Ooh. Oh, man. That sounds Wait a so minute. good. Sweet chili, Sweet chili linguini. linguini. And every time I want to try something different, I'm like, no, I can't. But wait a minute. Is it like sweet, uh, like, is it sweet. chili, like chili, chili. Con, carne? con carne? Um, No, it's like a pasta sauce. I mean, it's it's like just a, a sweet, um, I wish I knew what was in it. Um, I doubt they even divulge that, but it's like... A, a, a sweet Alfredo sauce, um, almost. That's what Yum. it tastes like to me. But man, it's good. I'll be Googling that when I get home. Yeah, the called Bristol. the Bristol. The Bristol. To, my brother is there part of the year because he oh, right? he runs racehorses. So oh, wow. Yeah. So he. I'll and sometimes tell him about he's in that. New Orleans, which is food mecca. Well, Have you ever that's been food New mecca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when I fantastic. was a kid. That's, yeah. Yeah. The best food let's, ever. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about when you first moved out here and you were in San Diego. Because I'm fascinated by the San Diego food scene. Mm-hmm. One of my most beloved Instagram foodies, It's Holly, at It's Holly, Holly Haynes, a wonderful chef, will sometimes post uh, places that she goes to in that area that look absolutely phenomenally mm-hmm. good. And I remember when I when Dean and I would go down there, we would eat at Pizza Nova next door to mm-hmm. the theater. Fantastic. And sometimes if I had a show in San Diego, we would eat at this little Mexican place in downtown San Diego. I don't remember the name of it. Had all these little flags flying. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like the food scene down there is fantastic. San Diego is wonderful. Yeah. And the reason I know this now, and it's nothing against LA, every single restaurant we've eaten up here has been great. We haven't had a bad experience. But with Mexican restaurants, we have not been able to find one. We've, we haven't been to that many, but that, that equaled some of the ones in in San Diego. Where are you eating in Los Angeles? Yeah. We ate at, I'll tell you the one that we liked the most. It was called Cook. 
I wrote it down in my little um, book here. In your here. passport? It looks like yeah. a passport. Tom is carrying a little notebook that looks like a passport, but it's yeah. actually some some geeked out thing from it's, Star it's, Trek. It's uh, my captain's log from, from Star Trek. It's a little, I, I got it because I think it's cool. Um, oh, Jeff got me into Star Trek. Yes. And then, Your um, beloved and Jeff. It, yes, and it fits in my my pocket. So um, actually I wrote it in my phone, but I think it's called El, El Cucos or something in Burbank. It's right next to the mall. That's that's the best one we've eaten at so far. But yeah. we've eaten at some of the big ones, um, which I can't remember any of their names. We didn't have a bad experience. They were all good, but it was just weird because when we we first got up here i was just like they're gonna have some of the best mexican restaurants no, ever that's not true i, I thought that was gonna be the case i'm no. like man san diego i just we knew exactly where to go i, I just... have a theory about mexican food i think that the best mexican food you ever ate is the mexican food that you had when you first started eating mexican food yeah like i yeah. didn't start eating mexican food till i moved to chicago mm -hmm. out of my parents house my mother never made mexican food growing up and the first mexican restaurants i ever ate in were in chicago and to this day i still think chicago has the best mexican food ever mm -hmm. but that's because it was my first mexican food now people who grew up out here like we have a lot of friends that grew up out here and they have their favorite mexican restaurants and they'll swear that nothing compares to their favorite mexican restaurant mm -hmm. because it's where they ate when they were kids yeah I don't know. Where, when did you first That's have true. Mexican food? Did you have it when you were growing up in Kentucky? No. No. I don't ever remember eating it in Kentucky. I think it was when I came out here my senior year of college, and I ate it some it, to Los Angeles, and I ate it some, like, out of a truck or something. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was, like, the best. Yeah. I remember thinking, this is the best food I've ever eaten. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, the food trucks are amazing out here. Yeah. I know that's a cliche now, but they really are. But wait a minute. So you really think that the food in LA is okay? I mean, I do. Oh God, we've had we've had some really really wonderful, and we we've we try and do something new just about every weekend. We, this is the thing with me and Jeff, though. We love diners. We 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 used to come up to to LA from San Diego quite often just to eat at a new and different diner because we just love that experience, and okay. and so we eat at a lot of diners. We love House of Pies. Okay. We love Bob's Big Boy in Burbank because okay. there is a version of Big Boy but in wait, Louisville. You're you live in yeah, but I remember Big Boy. Yeah, Frisch's. It's, yeah, it's called Frisch's out there. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, bringing yeah. back some old we were, Kentucky memories. We weren't Jan. allowed to eat there as children. <gasps> we were like, yeah, yeah no, see, we're our not mother, eating there. our mm -hmm. mothers, like my mother. No. Yeah, we not we, allowed. It was just not considered. Yeah, good. we were raised by food snobs. Yeah. So like. Occasionally, my dad would say, hey, let's go on a cross-country vacation, and we would drive across the country in the car, all four of us. My parents would both smoke like chimneys, and my dad was like you. He loved he loved the greasy spoon. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. loved the diner, and he would look at some place on the road, and he would say, let's go in there. And mom would say, I'm not getting out of the car. Mm -hmm. I'm not eating in that place. Aww. I will so not eat at that place. Just by the look of it, not yeah. even. I mean, it could have been the best food ever. She wouldn't even, you know. Yeah, my mother would didn't care about the look of a place. Mm -hmm. It's the the taste of the food. But you live in Burbank. Yeah, okay. we we live like right on the border. Technically Glendale, but we live like right on the border. So it's like two miles to downtown Burbank one way, and two miles to downtown Glendale the other. But See, you this, know, this is the thing. Yeah, you have better food there. Yep. yep. I, was, oh, yeah. I was just gonna say that. You do. You, yeah. I was just gonna say that you have options in Glendale mm -hmm. and Burbank that we don't seem to have here. No, now. We your live, food is better yeah. there. We live by just LAX. Is. We live by the airport LAX, and it's like the it's like living in the middle of no man's yeah. land. There's nothing. But even like even like driving through West LA, I mean, like where do you go? I I'm 
We, the, I'll tell you, the, that's one of the first things we noticed about about that area when we moved there. It's like, man, there are a lot of options just within walk, and we like we walk a lot, so we we just like we'll walk to where we we want to go. Yeah, there's all kinds of places in downtown Burbank. There's um, we just ate at a sushi place, which. I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name, but I think it's on Brand Avenue um, in Glendale, right across from Barnes and Noble and all that. Um, but some of the best sushi I've ever had, and it wasn't like a hoity-toity place. It was yeah. like it was. Yeah, reasonable. no sushi I find. Mm-hmm. Sushi I can find here. <clears throat> yeah, even, you know, yeah. just but you better cough up five hundred bucks. Not five hundred. No, you don't have to eat at Nobu to to have mm-hmm. good sushi. Yeah. That's you know. Jeff's a big sushi lover, and he's kind of the same way. He was like, he's pretty much sushi is sushi. I mean, there's some there there are definitely definitely grades to it, but he's like, we don't need to, to eat at a really fancy sushi place to no, get good. No, you can find great sushi at, mm-hmm. at um, there was a place in Sautel. Speaking of another place that just closed, <laughs> yeah, we're reminiscing on the yeah. last hour of all the places that we used to go Car- to that are closed. Carico Co or whatever they had great sushi. They closed. They didn't survive COVID. I don't think. And then there's a place in Manhattan Beach that we go to because that's not too far. No. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but sushi <laughs> doesn't seem to be an issue. Finding good Chinese food, yeah. finding just finding like a diner. Yes. Like a diner, a decent diner. Okay, so what's your favorite diner? We we love Norms in West Hollywood. Love Norms. We love House of Pies. That's been a recent discovery for us. Where's House of Pies? It's over in Silver Lake, uh, around Silver Lake off Vermont, Vermont Avenue. Yeah, again, places I'm not going to drive. Oh, it's it's so so good. I mean, it's so plentiful. Like at first, we never we never ate there because House of Pies. We figured, okay, they just, they're like a bakery. They just serve pie. No, it's a full diner, and they have just wonderful, wonderful like stuff. Like Dupars in the Grove, Dupar- which is good. Yeah, Dupars, mm-hmm. is, Dupars good. is good. Yeah. yeah, and we love Bob's Big Boy. Of course, that's kind of our go-to because it's so close. You know. Yeah. But- and that's the that's the type of food like when we would go out when we were kids we would go to places like Frisch's Big Boy you know and we would get just a, a a burger and fries and the salad bar and all that kind of thing. Well, let's talk about that when you were a kid. Yeah. So how many? I forget how many siblings you have. Two, two older sisters. Okay, know. so you're the baby. I am the baby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they right. put me in a stocking, put me out to my mom when I was born because I was born December twenty third. Yes. Aww. Yes, Capricorn. Yeah. So. Growing up, who did the cooking? Mom. Yeah. Dad did. Dad did. Um, he on Sundays he w- sometimes we would have a big Sunday breakfast and he would uh, do pancakes and sausage and all that kind of thing. But mom, for the most part, did the cooking. So all the cooking. Almost all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your sisters? When did they start kicking in? Did they help? No. I not. I can't remember it. I'm sure they did at some time, but I don't remember really any of the kids sort of chipping in. Um, yeah. we would do we would like do the dishes once we got once we started the chore phase of of Life. adolescence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We would do the dishes and stuff like that, but I from what I remember mom did pretty much all of the cooking. Did she like it? Um I don't I think she she never really said one way or the other. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I doubt that she really enjoyed having to cook so much, but um, we had like go-tos. I remember we we had pork chops a lot. We had we didn't have a lot of money um, yeah. growing up and we had pork chops and 
baked potatoes a lot. Uh, my dad loved Swiss steak, which I still never, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't understand it. Me neither. Um, Swiss I, steak. I don't. It's, oh my God. I, I don't get it. That's um, hilarious. But he loved it. And so he was always very excited when mom would, would make that. And we would have like hamburgers and just kind of the staples, balanced meals, but um, probably more toward the fried side than yeah. most people would prefer. But that's that's the South. Yeah, that's the South. Yeah. But I mean... See, he is from Kentucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. And this is why I say I'm not. <laughs> but you are. No offense. <laughs> no, 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 no. What about like baking? Did your mom bake? Did she do cakes and cookies and um, stuff? She did cakes mainly like on our birthdays. She would always um, bake bake a cake. And then we would, whoever the birthday person was, then we would get to like help spread the, the, the icing and we would get to lick the bowl and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's where I'm leading. Where I'm going with this is like, where did you pick up your, because you cook all the time. You're the cook in your so, couple. Yes. Yeah. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. He doesn't cook at all. He does every now and then. Yeah, but... that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I but see, I don't mind it because no, I know. he he we don't I don't really cook a lot. Like most of the time both of us we're we're boys. We're meat and potatoes people and we're like let's just order out or let's let's, let's just go pick to up norms. something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but um I'll cook maybe once or twice a, a week and he's such a great like he he's always very complimentary. We've been together 13 years oh. and still Jeff is just he's like my biggest fan. He's like, this is so good. And I'm like, I can kind of tell you don't really love it. But oh, yeah. That's, there okay. we go. that's the food. That's yeah. the food insecurity. But he's I, like literally shoving it in, telling you how great it is. And you're like, no, I can yeah. tell you don't like it. He, Bless his <laughs> heart. Dean looks at me like, are you crazy? I'm eating it. I think it's delicious. I told you it was great. I'm like, no, I know you don't like it. He's like, what the shit? Okay, yeah. Anyway. But I'm more of a baker than I am. I like baking more than I do cooking me too yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just like it and that's thank thank you great british bake-off because once we started watching that like 10 years ago or so ago yeah i'm like i want to do this and i wanted to try it and then i'm like i really like it so it what's kind your of favorite what's your favorite recipe from that victoria sandwich the victoria uh, sponge cake <gasps> i've made it so many times i want times. the recipe for that how hard is that it, it's not this is a this is a wonderful question that it you asked jan hard. because I was just thinking about this the other day when you had asked me to come do this. I was thinking about things. What bothers me about baking and cooking? And one of the things that bothers me the most is when every single recipe basically you look at, particularly baking, this is so easy. It's so simple. Um, this is going to be the simplest thing you've ever done. And it's fun. It is not. It, it's it's yes, it's simple to follow instructions and, and do what they're telling you to do. But at the end of it, I, I'm just kind of like that. That was not easy. No, I, I, it wasn't. I mean, it may, may even take just four steps, but I'm like, I'm like, it's not easy when you're stressed out thinking, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, what, biggest, I, that's, that's what, what I do at my job. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. would I want to do that at the baking? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's my no. biggest complaint about cooking shows. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi, it's, anybody can do this. Da, 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 da. Right. Like, no, 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 it's it, actually really hard. Exactly. It's but really hard. I will say after I've done it, I've, I've made prob this, this particular cake like 20 times, 20 or 25 times. Well, but there you go. Oh, that's that, why it's good now. Yeah. Because you got your a thousand hours in or whatever it is to make something exactly good. Yeah. and i did recognize that once you do it many many times then i started feeling more comfortable i'm like okay i do want to add a, another half tablespoon of or teaspoon of vanilla extract in this or like i took one recipe from the great british baking show book which is in british metrics so you i always have to transfer no, it, what a pain yeah drives me nuts yeah. um but and then i saw another one in the new york times and so i took a little bit of that and so i just printed it out wrote my little notes 
I felt like such a, a baker then because yeah. I was writing my little notes. Oh, okay, no, you can add this and you can take take this away and that type. This of is thing, a very but... Capricorn thing to do yeah. to combine different yeah. recipes. And did you put it in a chart in Excel? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> do that. It's like scribbled on on my on my little re sheet recipe. But it's Jan. It's a wonderful, wonderful recipe, and it is. I mean. Ultimately, it is pretty easy. Um, but I, you know, typically you use like a strawberry jam or, or something. I prefer raspberry preserves. I love and raspberry preserves. I've used blueberry. I've used or orange marmalade. That one didn't work out. I'm mm. not a big fan of orange marmalade. I'm not no, either. But yeah. I like raspberry and strawberry. Yeah. So. yeah. It's super good. And home make your, your whipped cream because it does oh, yeah. make a difference. Yeah. And I learned a great trick from Holly Haynes, San Diego, beloved Instagrammer, mm -hmm. to add mascarpone cheese to your whip, Interesting. whipped cream. Interesting. Add some mascarpone cheese to your yeah. whipped cream. And it makes it like this whipped cream f crack, mm -hmm. basically, is what it is. It's so good. It's so good. I have a question, just to quickly bring it back to Mexican food. May I ask you both, what what is your criteria for judgment of your Mexican restaurants? Like, is there something that it has to have good this? No, like, it has to no? be better than I can make myself. Okay. Because I love cooking Mexican food. Mm -hmm. I love cooking salsas. I love making guacamole. I love all these main dishes that I make. And if it's better than what I can make at home, then I consider that to be a great mm -hmm. Mexican restaurant. And for me, when I go to a restaurant, it it really is about like every dish has its own flavor. Yeah. Every dish is different and every dish is great. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 something when you taste it, you go, Oh my God, mm -hmm. this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that yeah. tastes amazing. And it, it it it's it's an intangible that I can't describe completely, yeah. but I know when it happens. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen very often. No. At we, all. We have a place anymore. We have mm -hmm. one place that we go to, Coyote Cantina in Redondo Beach, which is really good, but it's a schlep. Yeah. It's far, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, Dean doesn't think it's far because he's a native of LA. Yeah. For him, it's... But I'm like, after work, I don't, do I want to drive for 45 yeah. minutes on Sepulveda? Yeah. Well, that's what we do if we're craving Mexican and I don't feel like making it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your criteria? Guacamole. Really? It's, oh, that's, it's, that's it's how the one, guacamole yeah. tastes. And I am not a... I'm not a... I, I'm not a big Mexican food aficionado. I, I do like it. I actually love it. But it's not one of those things I have to have this two or three times a, a week or whatever. Um, but it's it's the guacamole <laughs> because maybe that's unfair. But um, why is that unfair? I don't know. There's a place in Las Vegas called El Segundo Sol uh, that we we went to about six or seven years ago for the first time. It's right there on the strip. And I. I looked at Jeff. I'm like, this is the best guacamole I have ever had in my life. Really? This so place. in Las Vegas, which I've never been, mm -hmm. I know. You've but never been to Vegas? No, I've never been to Vegas. That's insane. Why? <laughs> because everybody's been to Vegas. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I also watch Matlock. Is there a problem? <laughs> and I watch Murder, She Wrote. Oh, is there a problem? Oh, my God. No problem God. for well, me. Well, would you look at the time? I've seen every Murder, She Wrote like eight me times. Oh so God. no worries. Angela See? Lansbury is another celebrity that creeps me out. God, you're, like she's Diana, dead for God's sake. Diana sakes. Ross creeps me out and Angela Lansbury. And who's the other one? Oh, Andy Griffith. Yeah, they, they creep me out. Okay. You know who creeps me out? Who? Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> I'm okay. not a celebrity yet. Okay. All right, fine. Okay, listen. So what were you saying? I don't remember now. About either. Vegas. Oh, the yeah. food. Mm -hmm. So getting back to the food. And here's my theory why that's like the best. Mm -hmm. Because I think th that probably Vegas is one of the few places like probably Louisville. Yeah. 
probably not like East Coast, West Coast, but more in either in the center of the country or in the South mm-hmm. or someplace like, like Las Vegas. I think it has to do with how food is made now. Yeah. And we everyone goes for healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And or this nouveau whatever, or this whatever it is. And old school is always usually better. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Jan. And so you're saying that because it's Vegas, there's probably more old, old school, school. Mm-hmm. cooking going yep. on there. And because, Louisville. Because mm-hmm. when you go to Vegas, you don't give a crap about healthy. You're going to no. Vegas for vacation. Yeah. Having and fun. you just want to eat the best goddamn food yeah. you've ever eaten, yeah. right? Uh, it, so. was, it, it was amazing. We go there every single year and every single year we tell our server, we come here every single year just because this guacamole is so amazing. So and, that's funny that you remember Oh yeah, six years ago, a guacamole that you had y- yeah. in Vegas. That's and, how good it was. So ever since then, it's kind of like, I, I don't mean to, but it's I judge every restaurant we go to, Mexican restaurant, by the, the quality of their guacamole. Also in Nevada, we went to Boulder, um, Boulder City, Nevada, about 25 miles south of Vegas around the Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. And we were just walking around town one day and it's like a one main street, not a lot of stuff going on. But um, we didn't know where to eat. Oh, let's go to Big T's Cantina. I, Mexican sounds good. We went there. They had a tableside guacamole. Uh, service thingy and um, she said what would you like your add-ins I'm like what do you mean I didn't know we had that option to add in things <laughs> and um, and she's like oh we've got all this stuff and they had caramelized pineapple and no. I thought that sounds weird but I- let's try it and Jeff's like I okay and, and I'm like let's just try it it'll, I- it'll be fine again one of the most the best guacamoles I've ever caramelized pineapple yeah. it it added something really? so wonderful I mean, I to it I believe you but yeah. I'm just just thinking about it like mm, with avocados oh I loved it uh, it yeah. was so good huh yeah. well, interesting I'd, I'd have to try it yeah yeah but I do not like pineapple on my pizza I can tell uh, you that no. interesting uh-uh. no Dean loves pineapple Bleh. so does Jeff loves, he does Bleh. yeah I'm fine with it I'm like I can do without it but I'm fine with it I am not fine with that <laughs> no Mm-mm. Well, what's your go-to meal if you're cooking? Okay, so you're cooking. Let's go back to you cook. Mm-hmm. You're cooking, and Jeff doesn't really ever, occasionally he'll cook. Like, is mm-hmm. that like, oh, I'm going to make my super special fill-in-the-blank tonight, my stew? or he, he When Jeff does it? Yeah. He makes a, an awesome guacamole. That's okay. one of the things that he does the best okay. is, is guacamole, homemade guacamole. He makes great guacamole. Okay, but what else does he make? Okay, Catherine, That's it. you're asking questions. <laughs> That's all he makes, Jen. Um, he just makes he, guacamole. Every now and then, he, it's funny because he'll often say, he's like, I need to do this more. I know you do this uh, a lot. And I'm like, I really yes, don't Jeff, mind it. Yes, Jeff, you and, do. But um, he just, <laughs> every, I'm trying to think of the last thing. He made us something pretty recently and it was quite good. Um, but is, I can't remember what it is was. Is it like a follow, is he a follow the recipe kind of guy? Like, does he print out the recipe and follow it to well, the tea? Well, that's another interesting little question yeah. because um, he, no, he's not. I mean, he'll he'll look at it and he'll but he's not one for reading instructions he gets bored with that very easily and so he'll just and then what i've learned uh, especially baking i'm like i have to follow this to the absolute yeah because it's a science yeah you have to follow baking Uh, absolutely rules yeah but um no he's not and to be quite honest when he like adds stuff or takes stuff out or whatever it's always it always tastes good I, i mean he hasn't made anything that i haven't liked yeah what about you have you made something he hasn't liked I'm sure that I have, but he didn't say. Um, one thing, 
Can we talk about burgers for a second? Yes. This is actually an interesting uh, segue. We're, like I said, pitch about burgers. We're boys. We love hamburgers. Yeah. And so for years, and I mean years, I was, I couldn't get the burgers right. And Jeff tried them too, and he couldn't get them quite right. And it seems so easy. I'm like, I don't understand why I can't get these to taste like restaurant quality burgers. And then I read a recipe by Bobby Flay, the, mm. the grand Mr. Bobby Flay. Mm -hmm. And I don't know a lot of about his stuff. We ate at one of his restaurants in Vegas, and it was fine. I, I, I wasn't yeah. completely wowed by it. But um, he gave this recipe for burgers, and it was so no-nonsense. He's like, okay, first of all, forget eggs, forget breadcrumbs, all that. This is not meatloaf. No. This is a hamburger. Right. That's what you're making. That's so right. just make a burger. He said literally to take 85% or 80 to 85% uh, lean ground beef. Yes. You know, make it into your your burger patties. Put a little bit of oil, maybe canola or vegetable oil, on a cast iron skillet. Heat it for like um, on high for two minutes. Flip it. Do not press it. Don't don't just leave it alone. Put it on there. Flip it for another two minutes, and then it'll have this nice little sear on each side. And and add some salt and pepper. I'm like, that's it. That that's the one. And that's the recipe that we always use because yeah. it's so so basic and simple. And yeah. it tastes the best. Less is more. Yeah. But I have a burger trick yeah. where you flatten the patty and then you take the end of a wooden spoon and poke holes in it. Interesting. So that when you put it on a grill or a cast iron skillet, it doesn't like oh, dome that's right. up. Like take your thumb and or yeah. you could, yeah. It doesn't okay. dome up. Yeah. But I, my recipe for burgers is kind of based loosely on something Jan does with meat where she'll season meat the night before she makes it, specifically her lamb chops. Mm -hmm. But I'll put in like Worcestershire sauce, garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, I'll, I'll, and smoked paprika. I'll season the meat and then I'll make my flat burgers and I'll put it in the fridge overnight and then I'll either grill them or pan fry mm -hmm. them. Same as you. Yeah. Don't, don't. I mean, I, we like, I like burgers to be a little more seasoned. Mm -hmm. I don't like it to taste like the meat. But what, how, your burgers are excellent too. And I forget what you do. Well, here's my secret. Buy good meat. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the number one thing. If you have good stuff to start with, you're mm. you're really not going to fail. Yeah. You're way ahead. Yeah, you're way way ahead. So you buy good meat and if you want to, a good burger, it can't be all ground sirloin. Right. There has to be some ground chuck because you need that fat. Can I ask a stupid question? What is I don't know a lot of the differences of that. Like what is the difference? Ground, well, chuck, ground and... chuck is fatty and ground fatty. sirloin is lean. Okay. Yeah. One's so, more fatty and one's leaner. One's more expensive than the other. Mm -hmm. Ground sirloin is more money mm -hmm. than the ground chuck. But for a hamburger, mm -hmm. you need the ground chuck because you need that fat. Mm -hmm. You need yeah. that grease to, so the, especially if you're doing it on a grill, because you want it, you do want it to flare up. You want to keep your eyebrows, but you want it to flare yeah. up. <laughs> and I, I. Don't burn your house down. Yeah. Don't burn your house down. <laughs> that's, that's the big takeaway. Don't burn your house down. Oh my God. Um, but I would give a shout out to Larry's, L-A-W-R-Y-S. Lowry's? Lowry's. Oh, yeah. For seasoning. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Garlic salt. There's seasoned salt. There's garlic pepper. Um, yeah. She puts those three on. Seasoned Lowry's, pepper. Yeah. Seasoned those are the, salt, those are my three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I use them on the hamburgers. I use them on the lamb chops. I use them on, if I buy a ribeye, whatever steak I'm cooking or meat I'm cooking, I... and. I, I, I keep, they make everything way more flavorful. Mm -hmm. It may be less healthy, but there you go. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good point that you make about being healthy because I imagine both of you probably eat a lot healthier than Jeff and I do on a on a regular basis. No, don't be so sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> However, where do you stand on 
biscuits and gravy, which is a very Southern breakfast dish. Blech. Oh, okay, I'm in. No, no, I'm all in. In fact, I am not in. Well, Mm -hmm. I found a fantastic Mm -hmm. biscuit recipe. Mm -hmm. Finally, I have eleven biscuit recipes in my Google Docs, and this one, the final one, the eleventh one, I got from the Kitchenista Angela Davis, a wonderful cook, also on Instagram. Not that Angela Davis, a different Angela Davis, and I love them. And Unfortunately, they take a bunch of special ingredients. You have to get white white lily flour, self-rising flour, uh, uh, mar- um, butter-flavored Crisco, uh, all sorts <laughs> of different little things. And Ooh, I made... That sounds and, nasty. And yeah. buttermilk. No, no. Buttermilk. Buttermilk. Buttermilk's yeah. good. And they're that makes sky it moist. High, yeah. They're yeah. sky high and they're absolutely delicious. And I made them and Dean was like, yeah, they're okay. Oh, Dean... So I can't, I, I'm not going to waste freezer space on something that he's not absolutely great. He likes my homemade English muffins better. Yeah. But, I, you know, I didn't grow up with gravy on biscuits. The first time I had biscuits and gravy was at college when Jan and I both went to college in Missouri. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. And they served biscuits and gravy. I'm like, wow, what is this? This is delicious. Like some kind of funky gravy on this bread. I'm in. Honey, I'm what in. What is this, poutine? Who are you talking to? I'm in. Yeah. Biscuits and gravy. No. Not me. Are you making mm-hmm. your own biscuits and gravy at home? No, I'm and about. When am I coming over? I'm about anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about <laughs> to start making my own homemade biscuits because my sister was just telling me a couple of weeks ago I started making my own biscuits and they taste so much better. I'll than send it, you yeah. my recipe. It's Please phenomenal. do. You can get butter flavored Crisco at Ralph's. It's fantastic. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, but the the gravy part of it, the reason why I love it so much is I was raised on this. I mean, my 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 mama and papa. I said that when we went. <laughs> me, we yes, I went. I, I went to her place. Me and Jeff. For dinner uh like six months ago and i mentioned my mama and she and she goes did the same thing me mom people in, in kentucky wait is this your mom's mom and dad my dad's mom and dad okay so uh, this is bringing back bad memories for me <laughs> in kentucky. you're triggering jan yeah you're triggering this, this jan. jew girl from kentucky is definitely being triggered right now oh but that's okay God. bless sure all of fine. our hearts bless yeah. your heart anyway. jan well papa my papa oh, he would make this gravy like we you know on weekends he would make uh, gravy for like we would, it would actually be gravy and bread most of the time just Yum. gravy and bread but it was he made the gravy from this the sausage the the drippings of the the sausages oh, and then he so would good. he would just add flour and milk and salt and pepper it was the best gravy i had ever had and i yeah. mean i had it since i was a kid and i'm sure that's why i always think that's that's the best but i could never find a restaurant to equal it and then i grew up and i tried to make it um a few times myself and um god rest him he he passed several years ago at the ripe old age of 88 but um wow. before that i remember calling him and i was like papa i can't this is not it's not working i can't get it to where you you got your gravy like how did you Perfect your gravy. Well, it only took me 35 years oh, really? to perfect that gravy. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. I, really? I would like to, this to taste awesome now. And he was like, he gave me a few tips. He's like, you just got to keep at it. Just keep practicing and make sure you've got enough of the, the sausage drippings. and the. It's the... like making a roux. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And hard. It, it was hard. I finally... Got it as close as I possibly could. But here's a question: biscuits and gravy. Is that the dinner? Like, there's no. Main, you could. That's you, there's no main course. Well, you 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 have sausage typically because you need to make the sausage to make gotcha. that. So you get. So and I'll make some like fr- when we're having a really southern breakfast or dinner, I'll make fried potatoes the way my mamma used to make. Mamma. Exactly. <laughs> 
And um, oh my God. Her, her whole house always smelled of like fried potatoes, which we loved. I bet they were delicious. <laughs> they though. were wonderful. Oh yeah. They were wonderful. Just yeah. probably like, I'm in heaven. Look what I scored. I got a Southern cook. Oh, who makes man. taters. Yeah, there's a place in uh, San Diego called the Mission Cafe. They make rose ba- rosemary fried potatoes as uh, as part of their breakfast. Man, it's some of the best stuff you've ever had. In okay, your life. I believe you. Unhealthy. I'm not but driving so to San good. Diego for breakfast. I know that ain't happening. I know. But wait a minute. So what's your so so you make burgers for Jeff? Yeah. And what else do you make for him? Like, what's your go to? Um, honestly, the biscuits and gravy <laughs> is probably the go-to because he loves that probably more than anything else. Because that's not something he got. He he grew up in San Diego, like in the Escondido area. Right. So that's not something that he typically had. But we'll make burgers. I make a lot of steaks yeah. and um, baked potato, all mashed potato. He loves my mashed potatoes. Yeah. I use different recipes pretty much each time. Yeah. And then um, I've become a big fan of roasted green beans in olive oil. Okay. And um, that's about the healthiest you're probably probably going to get in one of my <laughs> How do you make those? Um yep, obviously fresh green beans. Um lay them on a, on a uh, like a cookie sheet and douse them in olive oil and salt and pepper and just mush them all together and it's it's wonderful. It's and very, you just very cook simple. it in the oven? Cook it in the oven. 350 yeah. for like an hour or what? An um, hour? I think it's <laughs> like I don't know, that's what I'm asking. That's that's a great question actually. I think <laughs> it's you. like um 375 <laughs> to 400 um for about 20 minutes until they start getting a little crispy. Okay. On the got it. It's I'm going to really I'm going to do that. Yeah. Those sound good. Well, that's that's from the southern cooking. Mm-hmm. That's I remember the green beans mm-hmm. southern style. Yeah. They were really good. Mm-hmm. I mean I know I sound like I hate everything Kentucky Southern. I don't because that that food can be like delicious. Yeah, I know. Listen, I've been obsessed about hot brown since mm-hmm. you brought it up on our first podcast. Like hot brown. Like, hot browns look so good. I mean, when they come out, I, I, it just this looks amazing, and they're good. It's just I'm not. I'm like I don't know my mother used to make them. Yeah. So how were they? Delicious. Really. Hers were delicious. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's Everything delicious. Everything she made was delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's delicious in Kentucky fantastic. is country ham. Country ham's great. A little salty. Oh, yeah. Um, God, but good. A little? Yeah. <laughs> it's like super salty. salty. Yeah. Country yes. ham. She mm-hmm. adores country ham. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a salt freak. Mm-hmm. She's I a salt love freak. salt. I love salty stuff. Hey. What about your sister's? Are they the cooks? Yeah, they 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 are wonderful cooks. But I mean, um, are they the sole cooks? And they're are they both with people? My 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 um oldest sister, she not at the not at the present moment, but she um she bakes a lot, really, really, really good stuff, and she always comes up with some. Like she made a um a homemade. I know this is not as simple as it sounds. She made a homemade hot chocolate that she put in like a crock pot for a party once. I can't remember what she put in it. No, but we were just man, talking about this good. on the last podcast. Hot chocolate, yeah. how a good hot chocolate. Has like real chocolate in it, like chocolate bars and cream and milk. I mean, yeah. it's like liquid deliciousness. She made a, a corn dip at the the last Christmas party they had, mm. and that was wonderful. And then my other sister, um, she has uh, two little girls and her husband, so she she's kind of the the cook, and she's wonderful. Yeah. If they wonderful. listen to this, they can send in those recipes. Absolutely, yeah. corn the corn dip, dip definitely. Yeah, because right? that was the first time I'd tried that. Um, my oldest sister Missy, and um, she's really gonna love me for 
when I keep saying my oldest sister, Missy. Um, she's quite young. <laughs> I'm sure she's ageless. She is ageless. She looks gorgeous, as always. Both of them do. But um, that corn dip was amazing. I don't know where she got that from. But well, I what are we talking about from. here? Like kernels of corn or mushy corn? Or... Mushy corn. Mushy yeah. Corn. Mushy corn in a very creamy kind of base. It's a dip. Yeah. Okay. Why would it be kernel? Oh, God. Well, it could be cr- yeah, it's cream. not like popcorn kernels in the crock pot. <laughs> I don't mean kernels like popcorn kernels. I mean like whole corn It's a corn very kernels. crunchy dip, like Ladies, oh be prepared. God. Delicious. I knew what you meant, but mm-hmm. even so. Yeah. Are oh. we keeping you up right now? <laughs> you're I'm just putting my head back. No, I'm just, my head is just leaned back. Leave me alone. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. So when, when Jeff was growing up, what was his food situation? Macaroni and cheese with chopped up hot dogs. No, his, his mom actually is, uh, they, I'm pretty sure they used to own a restaurant and she is a fantastic cook still to this and, day oh my gosh she is amazing and i will often ask her for hints um and advice about things to do but um she is a wonderful wonderful cook but he always says my favorite food growing up was macaroni and cheese with cut up hot dogs so every now and then we'll we'll have mac, mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs because it makes him think of his childhood but you make that no he'll make it oh he'll, he will? yeah he'll do the mac oh. and cheese yeah. see we always come back to that like childhood yeah. You want to re- you want to re um, and some people have the opposite thing, like they don't mm-hmm. want to eat anything that they ate in their childhood. Well, that's Dean because it brings back nothing good for them. Yeah, no yeah. casseroles. I you know I can't do any casseroles. No chilies. No soup. No stews. No stroganoffs. Nothing. No like a pot of something that I could freeze and eat over and over again. No, nothing like that. His mom made a lot of casseroles and a lot of stews, and they were not. He did not like them. They weren't good. You mentioned something about a tuna casserole with potato chips on the top. Oh that my you, God. The first time you had had it in college. Uh, my my mom made casseroles not very often, but. Can you can you ladies explain to me exactly what a casserole is? So I- this casserole is like potato chip. Okay, so it's tuna fish, probably mixed with like breadcrumbs and eggs, mm-hmm. and maybe some vegetables. I don't know, mm-hmm. and cheese baked in the oven with potato chips on top. Delicious. But he's asking what specifically is what what makes something a casserole? Well, you bake it in an oblong pan, like mm-hmm. a lasagna pan, and it's like a big giant tray of food you can do like a sheet pan i mean technically mac and cheese is a casserole yeah really yeah you know it's not like something that you make in a pot or a bowl you make it in a pan Mm -hmm. so but she makes a potato chip chicken that is killer potato chip chicken interesting it's so good you take the chicken and you roll it in butter that's you know i garlic salt the shit out of the butter Mm -hmm. and season up the butter and then you crunch up a bag of potato chips and then you take the but the chicken, the either, you know, whatever you want to cook chicken-wise, pieces, uh, legs, wings, mm-hmm. thighs, breasts, on bone, off bone, either way. It's so Get good. in my and belly. This then, is the first time I've ever even heard of this. So and then you good. roll it, you roll it. <laughs> and this is something my mother used to make. And then you roll it in potato chips mm-hmm. and then you bake it in the oven for like an hour. Whoa. And because she couldn't fry food, mm-hmm. she sucked at frying food. So she found this recipe and it's called potato chip chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. But that leads me back to my earlier thing about you and your mom. Like, because you have an affinity for cooking, let's say you you probably don't cook as often as you want to say or you should or whatever, you eat out more, but you 
Do you remember when you were a kid being in the kitchen with your mom, watching her, helping her? Did she open up her kitchen to you or was she kind of like, shoo, get out, kids, I'm cooking? She was not territorial that I can remember about about her kitchen. I remember like, you know, kind of sitting, waiting for food. I was always waiting for food. <laughs> not because I wasn't well fed, just because I was always hungry. But um, I remember I don't I don't remember her saying like, no, go away or whatever. She was just like she just like did her thing. Um, but were you there. also the guy like? Would you also go over and stir something if she, you know, if she said, come over and help me stir this? Yes, that, that, that I did. Like whenever we were, she was doing spaghetti, which was a lot. She made, and she made homemade like bolognese sauce, meat sauce. And, um, she would do that, um, a lot because the kids love spaghetti, obviously. But, um, I would go over there and I would, you know, and when she wasn't looking, I would take a taste of the, of the (gasps) sauce. I know. Don't listen, family members. It's awful. Tom was um, sneaking food. It's true all the time. Yeah, because I mean, I can remember helping my mom at a very young age, like mm-hmm. just actually cooking, like mm-hmm. helping her actually cook yeah. at a very young age. And my brother too. My brother loves to cook. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, we talked about sharing duties. You know, my sister-in-law said to me, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, she said, you know, Dave and I actually do share cooking, but with one big difference, I can't stand it. Mm. But I do it because it's fair. Oh, interesting. To share mm-hmm. the duties. Yeah. But she grew up, she has nine siblings. Mm-hmm. So it, <laughs> she grew up in a huge, huge family where, you know, it, it was nothing but laundry and food mm-hmm. day and night. You know, food, 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 laundry, 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 food, laundry, food, laundry, 10 kids, you know, crazy. It was just me and my brother growing up. Yeah. So, you know, I, but I'm just trying to think of. In hindsight, I wish I had. Like, I, I think I would have developed an interest in, like, uh, as a, as a hobby. Um, of, wish of you cooking. had what? Wish I wish I had like asked my mom, "Can I help?" You know, like, because I think she would have welcomed it. And she, you know, she would have taught me things, and yeah. I could have learned a lot earlier. Is she still with us? No, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry uh, about that. Oh well, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, she was wonderful at everything. Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> mine as well. Yeah. Luckily, mine's still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does she still cook on, no. on the regular? No. no. I do the cooking now. Mm-hmm. She's ninety three, so she she would, wow. but she you know she has some mm-hmm. eye issues, so yeah. it's hard. You know, her and a sharp object. I try to keep them as far apart as possible yeah. for a reason. Same with Jeff. I try yeah. to keep him. Away. <laughs> yeah. Bless but what his heart. <laughs> but I remember getting a Betty Crocker. Yeah, it was Betty Crocker. I think it was Betty Crocker. The red and white check? It, yeah, it was a cookbook for kids. Oh, Do you fun. remember that? No. Uh-uh. Did you guys, because I got one. That's awesome. And I did make stuff out of mm-hmm. that. And one of them was the macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. That oh was my in, God, That was in funny. the cookbook. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to that cookbook. And well, another one was like pears, where you shaped the pears with like little cottage cheese tails mm-hmm. and you gave it little... Oh, I cute. mean, everything was like... <laughs> But I did cook out of that mm-hmm. book. And what did the mac and cheese with the cut up hot dogs taste like after you made it? Um, can't say I really remember. <laughs> I doubt it was good. It wasn't very good. I thought good. you were going to say, I'm just going to be honest, Tom, it was not good. It was probably not good. Uh, I don't think I was a very good cook, mm-hmm. really. To well, be you were honest. a kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm still not really a good cook. Yes, you are. You are a good cook. You keep saying that, but you no, are a good cook. You're a great no, no. griller. You're a great baker. Yes, you are. Mm. Yes, you really are. <laughs> okay. And you're also from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, Speaking okay. of that, how? when did you leave Kentucky? Like, how long were you there in your childhood? Uh, Till I went off to college. Oh, so you were really raised in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was there from the time I was born. Mm-hmm. 
where they put jam mm-hmm. on my birth certificate <laughs> yeah. instead of Jan. Yeah, they put, they put jam. J-A-M. Well, bless her little heart. Look, her name is Jam. Let me look at my little jam cake. She's going to be a musician. That's what she's going to be when she grows up. And her mom had to correct it. She's like, it's not Jam. Can I call you Jammy? It's Jam. Anyway. Oh, Jam. uh, Yeah, I was born there. Mm -hmm. So crazy. uh, Yeah, I left when I went off to college. Me me too. I left at 18. I left Louisville at 18 and then left Kentucky at 21 or 22. Yeah, basically me too. Mm -hmm. But you don't have like a deep-seated Kentucky trauma that Jan does. I mean, Jan hated it there because she... Now, when I was there, I was kind of... Because I wanted to be an actor since I was a little kid and I knew that that I'm going to have I'm, you know, yeah. I didn't. I I didn't really. Uh, I mean, I had a, a my my high school experience was fine and all that kind of stuff. But there was always that. Okay, I'm different. I know that I'm that I'm not fitting in. And this was in the late '80s, early '90s, and stuff. And so there was that kind of. I want to, to get out of Kentucky. Yeah. I want to, and not because I had anything against. Kentucky. No, you just knew it was time to move on to something bigger than Kentucky. I wanted to live in near an ocean. That was one of my big dreams. Oh, yeah. I, w- I want to live near the ocean. I love the ocean. And um, so does Jan. Exactly. Yeah. I just I love it. Even if I'm not going, you know, every week or whatever, I just want to know that it's there, <laughs> that I can go anytime. And so that was a little dream. And I knew that I would need it's either New York or L.A. if if you want really want to try and make right. this work. So I knew that it was a lot of that was part of it. But when when we go back to Louisville, Jeff loves Louisville. He does. He loves it. He's like, there are trees here and everybody's so nice and and, <laughs> and all that. But I have to say, you know, I agree with you yeah. because my childhood, as much as I had some issues with Kentucky and mm-hmm. some of the people in and of itself, mm-hmm. my childhood was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to say otherwise. It was fantastic. Yeah. And when I would go back home after I left for vacations or whatever, I really looked forward to it. Me, me too. We go a back. Lot. I'm like this Louisville, particularly. It just gets bigger. It gets more, more and more interesting. And it was always interesting, but it's just, it's a really kind of special place. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's a post-pandemic thing too, because yeah. I think that what happened during the pandemic is people started working from home, and then they realized, oh, you know, I could actually do this job from home. Yes. Oh, that led to, I could actually do this job from anywhere. That's right. Oh, why am I spending $4,000 for a studio apartment in New York Mm -hmm. when I could move to Louisville and, you know, actually buy a house and work at my New York job, making my New York money from home. That's right. And so I think a lot of people migrated to smaller towns after the pandemic, but kept their big city jobs because they could do it. Yep. Now the employers all want them to come back to the office and they're balking at it, but That's right. whatever. <laughs> Actors Theater of Louisville. Mm-hmm. I was an usher there. Okay. Because mm-hmm. oh. I know they were good. Yeah. Oh, they were terrific. They yeah. would get... Um, I mean, I, I like for two or three summers when I was a teenager, I was an usher because if you were an usher, you could do you could see all the plays for right, free right. And, in um, New York, too. Yeah. So I did that and I saw some wonderful stuff. I didn't see this one. I just remember right after Mercedes Rule won an Oscar for yeah. The Fisher King. Yep. She came to Louisville to do King Lear. Wow. Like right after, wow. within a couple of months, to right do the there. they do the Humana Festival there at Actors Theater, and I was just like, oh my god, my mind, my mind is blown. We've got like an Oscar winner who's doing theater down here. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, do you ever go back there and think, oh, I could I could move back here when we get older, me and Jeff? N- no, because I again, it's like that ocean thing. It's nothing against Louisville. And I would love to go back there to be closer to my family and my, my sisters and my nieces and, and everything. Um, that's that would be what would what would get me back. But overall, it's like I just I have to be near an ocean. And um, and now that I've had it and sort of saw that little little dream come true, I'm just like, I don't. I don't want to be a, away from an ocean. Jeff is like, you know, if you ever want to come back, like when we retire and stuff, if you want to come back, I'm like, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. But I just, I, I love California and I, I love the West Coast. And yeah. so it's, it, it would be difficult, but yeah. never say never. I know, yeah. I know. I see. Yeah. But what is it about the ocean specifically? Just the, the vast expanse of water? I guess. I mean, we would, we would vacation and, um, around the ocean when I was a kid every other year we would go we would go to the ocean and then I just kind of fell in love with it and then um I don't know I I just it sounds so stupid and cliche but I do feel very peaceful and serene I love the sound I love the smell I love the sand yeah she talks about digging her when she was a kid she would put her hands and her feet in the sand and and Mm -hmm. feel you know like it would be totally relaxing to be Mm -hmm. it still is yeah Yeah. there's something about like my mother feels the same way Mm -hmm. if i plop her on a beach and sit her in a chair she's perfectly happy just to sit there and look at the ocean because there's something it does to you physically That relaxes you. It's true, and when whenever we go to the beach in San Diego or up here, since we moved here, we'll, we always take like our our kit of books and our uh, you know mm-hmm. our towels and all that kind of stuff. What about I food? Bring a, Let's oh, talk we about bring, food. We bring a little food, and then but I never read the book. I'll, I'll bring a book, but I'm always I find myself staring at the ocean. And I always think that food tastes better when you're on the ocean. Agreed. It just tastes better, mm-hmm. and I can't explain that. But it just does. Agreed. Yeah. She goes, what's the restaurant you go to in Santa Monica? By the beach or at the beach? Or? Uh, back on the beach. Oh, yeah. Back on Where the, is it? Back on the, it's called Back on the Beach. Ooh. You literally sit in the sand at a table on the sand. Sweet. Yeah. I Monica. highly yeah. recommend. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. yeah. It's How's called, the food? It's good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good I mean, from her. It's not like, you know, earth shattering good, yeah. but it's good. Mm-hmm. And you're on the beach and yeah. you're just sitting there watching, you know. How long it's, do they let you sit there before they kick you out? As long as you want. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever explore the food scene up in Santa Barbara? Because it's good. <sighs> I bet. I never go there. No. Uh-uh. Longboards Grill, Santa Barbara Pier. Okay. It's fantastic. Okay. We've been there several times now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we like... Um, road trip. Yeah, road trip. Um, we like to go to Los Olivos, to Los Olivos Cafe for uh-huh. a special treat. Yes. Uh you know, we have our places, farm in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. fantastic farm, delicious mm-hmm. restaurant. But, you know, these are far. Right. You know, like we come from Chicago. Mm-hmm. We came up in Chicago where you walk out of your house, you go left, you go right. You're going to have a nice restaurant to eat at. Mm-hmm. Like Doesn't right it... across the street. Or fabulous restaurant. Yeah. Not even good, just fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and Chicago. It's like every corner. Rules. Right. You know, every corner. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like yeah. ridiculous. It's like, like everywhere you go. It's like, yeah, I could drive to Palm Springs. I could drive to San Diego. I could drive to Santa Barbara. But, you know. I could go I, to Burbank, but I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to go out my door, drive mm-hmm. down the street, and yeah. hit a restaurant. That's mm-hmm. what we're bitching and about. I, we're bitching and about. And you can't do that where you are. Are you in the same apartment building? Yes. yes. Uh, oh, okay. Right. So we're right exactly next door to each other. Yeah. It's a living hell. But that's okay. I can't shake her. I told her grandniece, I'm like, I tried, but I can't shake her. <laughs> we met. We is. met forty-four years ago. Wow! I know. I know. Hard in Missouri. Know. No. Oh yeah. yeah. In yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. where we met. In Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's how far back we go. Um, now I'm hungry. Listen, 
we're almost out of time. This has oh. literally flown by. Yeah. I mean, this has been so great. We, there's so many other things we could talk about. Uh, let's talk about the fact that I'm going to have to literally wrestle those cookies away from Jan on the way home to get my <laughs> I thought two. you had forgotten about them. <laughs> no, no. Damn it. No, no. I, I, do you want your container back? Uh, no, you can have my container. Okay, thank you, because that's a good container. Yeah. Listen, this has been a real treat. That's what I've heard, and I Gavin. I want to thank our friend Tom Hall for coming on the Yay, show. Tom. I believe in elves, and ah. you're my favorite one ever. And, and now you're, you're my mine. favorite nun. And oh. now you're my favorite, too. <laughs> thank you for coming, and um, we'll see you next time, people. Bye. Bye. Bye.